Hello everyone and welcome to Funky Baz and Phase 3 Brothers Talking Footy. Great to be together again boys. It is good. Two, it is re good. two weeks in a row we've been together after a four week break. Good to have each other <laughs> is coming and we're here at my house tonight boys. Uh, the sun's shining boys, it's finals time. Grass is cut. Oh, it's beautiful. There's been some grand finals run. There's still some grand finals to come. But it's a great time of year boys. It is a great time of year. Speaking about a cut. Baz has had a finals haircut. You're not even playing finals. That that is as short. I'm surprised he hasn't got the blonde tips. Actually. That's as short as I've ever seen. I've gone the fade, boys. I'm going to the barber boys sort of uh, haircut these days, and they're doing the fade on me. I'm, it could possibly be a bit young for me, but I'm trying to maintain. <laughs> I think soon it's going to go from a fade to a fade away, mate. No, I've gone the fade, mate, which uh, you could maybe take a few style tips, folks. You've really let yourself go the last few years. You've got a finals haircut and you're not even playing finals, but it is prelim final for the AFL, Sanford grand final. Yep. It is a very good time. Like you said, Baz, the sun's out. It's You can, that sniff in the air. Back in Bulldog land at Centrals, Daryl Hicks, used to do laps of the ground. He goes, it's finals time, boys. It's finals time. He used to love it. Big show this week. Uh, we're going to talk about our brothers and sisters. Baz has got a bake with the difference. Uh, would you rather? Faces fresh finds. And we're going to give an insight into next week, which is our grand final podcast. Uh, it's going to be a cracker next week. It'll be a grand final show. We're going to uh, launch Funky Baz and Face Team of the Year. It's our uh, second team of the year. We'll see who. Big squad. Big yeah. squad. Yeah, we've got a few disappointed people missing I think out. so. It'd be funny Jimmy, if it's Jimmy Norris again. Jimmy Norris was gutted <laughs> last year. So he is up his game. There's a few people here. Face has printed out the list this week. Um, he's listed the Goody Saints Football Club. Well, I'll tell you what, they've got more mentions than Face this year, so I thought they probably deserve a no at least a nomination does. Sir Swamp Thing, has he tweeted us this year? He's been outstanding, so it's not there. He gets no, has he tweeted Funky Baz and Face this year? I think he's probably answered a question or two. There we go. Um, and we'll preview the big game next week, so uh, looking forward to next week as well. But we've got a big one this week. How are you both been, boys? You good? I'll tell you what, the best thing that I saw this week, Rory Sloan and his wife, Belinda, having uh, Sonny Leo, that was just the best news. I didn't even know she was pregnant. Ex exactly. I, I, they did it very well. Remarkable. In Adelaide, to, to not... Keep that quiet. Yeah. yeah. And he must have stayed indoors a lot, mate. <laughs> yeah. At least for nine months, you think? So, yeah. Um, now, nah, look, fantastic news. Probably just what the club needs. Tex and his wife are obviously due later in the year, too, so it's great. That's very good. Uh, who you got followers face? Uh, a couple of new followers this week, boys, to Funky Bear's face. Uh, welcome to uh, Port Adelaide Power Supporter, OLAB. Very, very um, big power supporter he is. We have a Geelong supporter, so he's very keen, very nervous this week, but an East Torrens cricketer, Mitch Quinn, is now following Funky Bear's very face. Very good. Quinny's son, uh, Quinny legend at East Torrens. He loves Geelong, doesn't he? He loves them. He loves Geelong. So it's gone down the family tree, that, uh, that support. <laughs> he, he wants, right, uh, old man Quinny, he's uh, a pest on the uh, when he's on the sauce. He once uh, got a cream Berliner bun when he was out. Mark Ango, who was quite serious, right? She's like a legend of the netball. He smeared a cream bun all over his face and said, Mark, do I have anything on my face? <laughs> and like, Mark was just disgusted. But he's a very funny man, Quinny. I was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wish Geelong lost last week. Yeah, I know. Straight I was taking sort of like the fact that the Ashes 
was having a we were having a terrible last test, and I thought, well, if Geelong lose, it'll be all right. Missed out on both. Anyway, a new one, boys, on Twitter, Dusty Laverty. Dusty has joined us. Dusty who? Laverty. Laverty. Lavery. Well, I've got to tell you, man. I don't know. Dusty Lavery. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Dusty. Uh, Bendigo boy, father of a new premiership player. So congrats to uh, he and uh, Declan on the premiership win over the weekend. Um, probably too late to get team of the year. Probably a bit too late. He's probably just well, trying to sneak you've in. you've my thunder face because I've got young Declan down here. He's our youngest ever follower, which is... Wow. It's, uh, that's, that is very true. Back-to-back premiers face, back-to-back premiers. He was runner-up best and fairest, club person of the year. Oh, as a kid. As a kid. I want to find out what he's... I mean, as a kid, you, you, you do the scoreboard. What is he handing out the packets to the eight? I don't know how you get club person of the year as a 13-year-old. It's a good effort. We need to find out about that. need to find out about that. But this is something that really tickles my fancy, is during his presentations, you, you know how you want to make a mark like Shane Crawford did the... Uh, what do you say? Shane Crawford? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, You know, what else happened up on the thing? Mark Williams, you were wrong. You were wrong, yeah. Well, Declan, he surpassed all that. He fainted. (laughs) (laughs) The emotions come up with him. He must have thought, I've I've been club person of the year. I've been run-up best and fairest. I'm back-to-back premier. And he just... (laughs) Fell over. Over. How old is young Declan? He's 13. We want to find out what... How he won club person of the year. That's amazing. So I'm not sure what he would do. A little bit of research for next week. Yes, we'll find out from old Dust there. Uh, We had a comment, Funky, from Tex Texan, who has uh, pillared us this year with uh, Twitter and Facebook comments. Uh, During the week, I displayed a couple of our uh, younger photos of when we were kids together, our portraits. He said you displayed a little bit of blue steel in some of those photos. Now, that was a... Mum took us, do you remember that time? Mum took us to some dodgy playground park area. I reckon Baz was crook, you had a hamstring, Funky. And I, I don't know, I just had a mullet and buck teeth. That was one of the worst portraits we could have ever had done, I think. Yeah. But anyway, Tex thought you weren't too bad. Uh, We had Glenn Birchnell. Now, he's your pommy mate that you went went to the World Cup with. He uh, gave a nice little acknowledgement to Steve Smith. He said, it's doing wonders to show that the sufferers of Tourette's can achieve great <laughs> things, for which he should be applauded. Well, not booed. So, thank you to Glenn for his comments. Um, Jordan Degoe spoke out on Twitter during the week. This is from Seb Costello. He said about going to German and that uh, Hans Wolfhart, the, the injection guy, he said he doesn't speak the best English. He just did a lot of injections and I actually feel pretty good. Can you imagine if Dugowie played for Essendon, mm. how that drama would have played out? This has just gone under the radar. Suddenly he's running around after doing a hemi and uh, maybe a chance next week. I think the difference is in Essendon, they couldn't tell you what he was injected <laughs> with. Well, this guy can't even speak English. How do you meant to know? Yeah, I reckon they would have been pretty uh, scrupulous in making sure they Yeah, scrupulous? No, not. <laughs> okay, Jock Cameron yes. won a flag. Uh, Beautiful. He wasn't that happy about it though. He, he was just John. Like, yeah, no, no, somewhere down John. There. He was like, oh yeah, it was okay. Like, yeah, so he wasn't that open mood about no, it. Which so is, no which tats on the ankles or anything. No tats. No, he's coming back to uh, Adelaide next year, so he'd be in high awesome. demand. Atherston won their grand final, boys. Yes. That was a great win. They were Jay, down. Jay Cheney, the coach. Yeah, so he's going to leave and go to one of the SNFL coaches' yep. uh, jobs. I think this year. Tananda beat Angerson, boys. 
the other hot favourites, but Angerson had a very good team, so it would have been a good game. Steve Summerton playing, yep. Yeah, uh, Brosser under 15s won, which was great. But uh, yeah, that Declan Lavery, I, I think that was a brilliant win and a brilliant after uh, match uh, reaction. Reaction, <laughs> I like that. That was very good. Um, there's some great celebrations at this time of the year, isn't there? Great stories, and so mm. we want to pick up a few more of those local. There was that other stories. one where the guy had a kick for goal on the siren yeah. and a big pack. It looked like it crossed the line. Oh, it's but hard how could to you tell. tell? It's hard to tell. The goal umpire was in the perfect spot. Camera was a bit off. Gee, like, I felt sorry for that goal umpire. Uh, well, he was in the perfect spot. You know, like he clearly. Caught but his it. decision decides who's the premier. Who's the premier? Yeah. Unbelievable. Like it, how how a game finishes because it was going to go straight through. But I think the wind got it. It just but dropped. To lose a grand final like that, yeah. and I think you can never know. That's what's really going yeah. to just irk the team that lost. You can never know. It was on AFL 360. Mark Robinson yeah. was talking Imagine about. the conversation if uh, the AFL Grand Finals decided <laughs> oh, on the uh, video review. Yeah, not great. Uh, Baz, you've got to bake with a difference. What have you got, mate? Well, mate, I'm not happy, boys. I'm actually really... You know, some days I'm not, not that happy, and some days I'm really unhappy. And Which tonight, one are you? Which one are you? Tonight I'm actually really annoyed. I'm actually really annoyed with this one. And you know who I'm annoyed with, boys? The Australian cricket team. I'll tell you why. We won a brilliant game at Old Trafford to ensure we can't lose the series. So then what do we do? What did they do? I'll tell you what they did. They went on a good old fashioned bender. <laughs> Even though they had another test in 72 hours, they got hammered, schlicked, smashed, rat-faced, befuddled, plastered, blottoed, tanked, Magnet, obliterated, shit face, <laughs> shit can, off their chops. Yeah, we've got some very good people running this show. Justin Langer, Ricky Ponting. And I can't believe the fact that these guys were wearing glasses, sculling beer, singing songs, ridiculing opposition players, and then they rocked up to the next test. Luckily, though, considering our bowlers were exhausted... No. And most teams still have the hangover. We won the toss. Thank Christ for that. We won the toss, the next test. Give the bowls a rest. So what did Tim do? Tim Payne do? He effing bowled! <laughs> he bowled! Can you imagine being in the change rooms? Most of them are still chucking up, right? They're just All they want to do is just kick back and relax. Payne, he won the toss. You beauty, because he, he got spoken to first from the commentator. You beauty. Oh, let's kick back. Yeah, probably vomit some more. Hey boys, uh, we're going to have a bit of a bowl today. <laughs> if you pay me. <laughs> so anyway, so 15% of the team bowling first win. 15% at that ground, 15%. And Payne thought they should bowl. So then, okay boys, that, that's, that's happened, let's take the field. And what do we do in the field? Siddle drop catches, Payne drop catches. We bowled terrible. We were just, and it really irritated me because mm. you and I especially, and Face, have been so invested in this test series that I don't want to draw the series. Mm. I want to win. win I want to win the series. We haven't won since 2001. 18 years, yeah. And I just can't believe how the media have let them off. We thought, ha, 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 okay. Draw the series. Draw series. Now, I'll tell you something else about this in a sec. It just really, really irritates me. We gave that away. The supporters were riding that series like no other. We supported them so well, and we gave it away. So when they're holding up that trophy, I hope they felt 
a lot of hollowness in that. Did you see Justin Langer clap them after the game? No, when, I didn't. No, when no. they held up the, the trophy, Langer's like this. And I just mm. thought, I just don't understand it. Tell me what other professional sport, when you're still in the heart oh, of battle... <laughs> I, I, I'm really annoyed at this. Give me another sport. No, yeah. Give me two no, sports. But, yeah. like football, right? If you're still in the heart of battle, you don't go on the gas mm. and start spraying beer around and go on the... They'll be out at nightclubs. Cricket has that mentality mm. of getting on the source after a game, no matter what's coming up. I don't like it, boys. I don't like it at all. We had a chance to win that, and we gave it away. We bat first. We make 300 or 350 on that game. It's game over. Mm. Oh, it just—it really irritated me seeing us lose that. It's a great bake. I loved it, and it—it oh. it reminded me of the Steve War era. Steve War was about the because um, Australia were really bad at the dead rubber games, yeah. and uh, I think it was in the sort of like the Mark Taylor era. They would dominate, and then they would always lose the last couple of matches. Mm. That's right. And Steve War you know said why, every single game you play, you play to win, and you play to the best. We had a. Brilliant chance to win that. So you're right. It was one of the most consuming oh, series, series that we're all invested <laughs> in. And we had a chance and to just, nail it. Just because we got on the piss, we, we didn't do it. That is, it's as simple as that. I, I just really annoyed at that. Really annoyed. It's one of your best calls ever because <laughs> we, also, we have a lot of banter between uh, sport and alcohol, between yes, the two of us. We're generally off the, uh, off the way. So I'm... Glad that you're uh, in my camp for this one. But that first session and that first day, I was disgusted with the way they played. Yeah. The fielding just was not to scratch sure. and, and they just know, lost though, that hunger. Not so much yourself, because you haven't had a drink since 1963, but when, when you do have a drink and the next day you're all fidget, you, you're not the same person. There's no doubt they were affected in that first session. But, boys, I'm finished that bake now. I'm about to throw the same team a bouquet. Okay? How good was this? And this is what sport's all about. And I know I'm sort of, I'm contradicting this, but this is after the series. Mm. How good was that in the room? English players. I actually getting the shivers up my spine talking about this. You've got the Australian players, you've got the English players, all together having a All the officials as well. All the officials. Mm, It was sensational. How much were your eyes just darting around? Who's talking to who? It was brilliant. And more teams should do that. Country footy, that stopped a lot of that now. Mm. For some reason, you know, driving and drinking and driving that you don't get to hang around now. But some of my best memories of going into other clubs and talking to the opposition players and becoming friends. And every club's got good blokes. Mm. You know, I think growing up, you think, oh, other clubs got bad blokes. Every club's got good blokes. And we all play sport together. We should enjoy it afterwards. And I thought the way that the Australians and English did that was brilliant. Was, Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was, you don't see that very often. I reckon, like you said, everyone would have analysed that room. Who's talking to who? I was. I saw David Warner uh, <laughs> was the first one, and I was looking to see how far away Stuart Broad was going to be. Um, yeah, but it, I think they, they, they get over that. You know, like um, Wade and um, what's the Archer? Archer, the, the, their teammates. That's at, right. Uh, in Tasmania. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they get on. Move on from that. I'll ask you the question: How long did you stay watching? Uh, the Australian second innings when both openers were out. Oh. I know your answer because you both switched over to other stuff, didn't you? You, yeah. you watched yeah. Netflix, I did. Yeah. I, I, no, look, I didn't want to I, use my pass. It on really annoyed me, and that. I sort of lost interest in that test because we were losing, and I don't know. I just it just annoyed me that we didn't give it our all. And you know, can you imagine footballers Are three you? days before the, mm. the test? Like, I can't. I can't think of another sport where other 
sports or teams would do that before. But how do Ponting and Langer uh, let that happen? Like Langer is so full on. Oh, I just yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, good on you that you've, you you can't lose them, but you've got to do more than that. Then you have a massive two weeks after that if you want it. Yeah, no, they could have saved it after. Yeah. yeah. Great call, Bass. Great Thank call. Thank you, boys. Boys, I've got some Woodgerathers. Now, this is similar to one I've brought up before, but I needed to bring it up again. Would you rather win your preliminary final by a point and lose your grand final by 10 goals, or would you rather lose your preliminary final by a point and not get smashed in front of everyone? Well, 2007, Port took about four years to recover from that 119 points, yep. Crows, who knows the damage that's caused on that loss. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd rather lose the printing because the scrutiny is is nothing. If you lose this weekend, the scrutiny is very, very low. If you lose the next week, then like you, you're in trouble. No one talks about the prelim final no, loser because everyone's, everyone moves on. everyone's focused moves on. on the grand final. As you know, there's a lot of emotion with grand final day, Buzz. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, definitely. I think uh, as much as you want to be there on grand mm. final day, that I remember one of our old coaches, Ocker, would always say you always remember Grand final day, you've got to make the most of the opportunity while you're there. So, um, definitely don't want to lose. This one is a bit, bit of a shot to the kidneys for face here. So, I'm interested to see what he says. Would you rather the Sample Grand Final being played as a second tier showdown, so Port and Crows, uh, or two non AFL teams go head to head? The true SNFL crowd, like how good was Norden North last year? Brilliant. That was a, <clears throat> a great spectacle. Brilliant crowd. Um, you're probably not going to get that with Port and Adelaide. No, no. So you don't need the passion there. Like we no, that's right. We're probably not going to get that with Port and Glenelg this week. Probably won't get forty thousand. Uh, Glenelg supporters will come out in force, no doubt. A, a yeah, lot, a will, lot of yeah. non-Port supporters will. Come there, out. There's a lot of Glenelg supporters yeah, there. Eighty-six is their last premiership. Mm. Yeah, that, is, isn't it good that Glenelg are playing? Rather than the crows, and yeah, face face was cheering home the crows last week. It's like I really didn't want the crows no, to win I, at I, all. I, I wanted Glenelg <laughs> yeah. to play in that grand final. Those guys who aren't professionals, mm. I'd love it to see them. I want them Definitely. to beat, beat Port. Yeah, that, that, that's the beauty of their mm. NFL is that they're not full full time football. On, yeah. on a rival show they did today, they did name the best ever SNFL grand final. And there was a few that come up from yesteryear, like probably older than something like 84 was was massive. Where 73. Yep. So I, I was there at 84. Yep. 73, I wasn't there. Uh, and they were also talking about the Port Sturt one a couple of years ago when Sturt beat Port by a point. Yeah. Um, yep. 70. Ma- 70. We, we, we were there for that one. Matton was coaching, wasn't he? That yeah. Day? Yeah, he was. Yeah. You were there, were you? We were yep. there, weren't we? Uh, no, we were there for the Sturt Eagles one. Sturt Eagles. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so they just talk about greatest ever SNFL Grand Finals. Yeah. But if the Bays can win this, it'll certainly, mm. like, that they need this. They've, Given that they're about to close their doors. They've won four Grand Finals mm. in their time. They've lost 13. That's a lot of nearlies, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, they certainly, they need this one. Would you rather the best players play in the preliminary of the Grand Final or see um, the AFL maintain their consistency in the... Tribunal. Absolutely not. You, 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 you've got to have the best players, and your take on Green is ridiculous. right? How you can say that Green can't be playing this weekend, it's a, it's a tragedy in a football sense that he's not playing this weekend. And uh, Hawkins? 
No, give him 10 weeks. <laughs> but but you, you want to see... Ideally, you want to see Hawkins play and Green play, don't you? you? Do. We, you we, do. All, we all want to yeah, see, want to see the best players there. There's yeah, a balance between the consistency <clears throat> of the tribunal and seeing the best players play. Yeah, yeah. So if Hawkins does that in minor round, he gets more than one game. Absolutely. Would Cotchin have been rubbed out two years ago? Yep. In the pre because he, final? Because he hit the head. Absolutely. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, who knows, but you, you Toby, can't be doing that. Toby Why Green, right? He... He got fined a billion dollars a week ago for um, putting his ten, fingers. Ten thousand. Yeah, seven and a half grand. It was it was a lot of money uh, for, for, for a fine. Yeah. And then the next week, he's doing the same thing again. Mm. How stupid must he be? Yeah. Good, good Don't player. go there. Yeah. He's a very good player. Um, would you rather? This goes almost back to you, yours, Baz. Would you rather Australia win the Ashes, your AFL team win an a, one AFL final? Or your local team win a premiership? Oh. I think you'd probably go local team win a premiership. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, it's, some of your best moments are from that. When you're not playing? No. Oh. Well, I can mm. answer that because yeah. I haven't been involved in Brussels I think when you're, years. when you're playing, that's When, when you're playing, one. that's, yeah, that's easy one. so consuming. That's all you're aiming for. So um, yeah, one of our other listeners' boys... Joe Bray, lost a flag. Did he? Yeah. Runner-up BF too. So if he won, right, would you describe him as nine? Or are you only counting his A-grade flag? He's called eight. No, no, I wouldn't call him nine. Yeah. But he's staying at eight. Yeah. <laughs> eight and a half. <laughs> would no, you, would you rather destroy both your brothers playing darts or be disgraced at your home ground in, in the field of darts? Oh. <laughs> Do you want to provide Big, some? big victory from Funky last week. Now, darts is not a bad game, actually. It is, good. it is a good game. So just a bit of background for all our brothers and sisters. At Faces Shed, we do have darts, and Funky's on some sort of extraordinary winning streak. And, Baz, you were down last week. I was a bit down last week. Because his yeah. foot faults don't... They, <laughs> they normally faults, help him, and they... they he kicks us in the shin when we stand close. To lose close. to you, I must have been down. And yeah, the thing were. is with Baz, when Baz starts losing darts, he starts throwing darts. <laughs> <laughs> not at the board. <laughs> so, um... I've got a would you rather for you. Um, going almost clashing with yours. Would you rather Jordan Dugowie or Toby Green in your side? I reckon Toby Green. Dugowie. 18 I'll, times I'll, Toby Green has been at the tribunal being reprimanded. Mm. 18 times. I, uh, that, I love watching. A, I, I think I prefer watching Dugowie play, but I reckon Green provides more. I reckon he's a bit more consistent throughout the game. Ned, Ned McHenry is our new Toby Green. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dirty enough. He's too nice a bloke. Faces fresh finds. Number one, boys. Uh, actually, I haven't, um, I haven't prepared for this one. Let's just go to number two. Um, cricket, Ricky Ponting this week said that only three batters from the Ashes squad are certainties for the start of the home summer. Smith... Labashane yeah. and Warner. Yeah, I yeah. I back that too. Well, he is Ricky Ponting, so of course he's going to know. But he said, I don't care if he gets another duck in the second innings, he's a lock. How can he lock Baz? Because Australian pitches are different, way different to that uh, English. And Stuart Broad's not playing against them. The <laughs> it's just extraordinary that they can say that. There's so much script. Head gets dropped so after having the Australia- third best average. Oh, but head's not Warner. 
No, he hasn't, hasn't got the history mm. that Warner has. And on Australian pitches, he's, he's almost a, a lot for 100. You know, the Travis head not playing, it was just a South Australian bias to say. He didn't cement his spot. No, he, no, didn't. he didn't cement his spot. No, no, complete. No. But did Warner cement his spot in the five tests? No, yeah, same no but he, he's made 20 centuries. Okay. Um, he said there's also question marks around Wade and head, and Wade obviously got a ton in that second innings. Yeah. He said he wants to see Will Bukowski, the Victorian kid, in is that Australian the, the redhead uh, spinner? No, that's, that's um, Hope. Hmm? Hope. Yeah. Redhead spinner. Oh, Lloyd. Lloyd. Lloyd Pope. Pope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Lloyd Pope. Um, Bukowski is that is the kid that came out and starred. Then uh, he had some time away. I hope he's not famous. <laughs> Uh, because he's the one that Shane uh, spent time away from <laughs> mental health um, throughout yeah. the year. So maybe we'll see him in. Going back to uh, fresh finds. After Port Adelaide's 1990 grand final win against Glenelg, then Tigers coach Graham Corns went and spoke to the players in the rooms. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, we did. So incredible. Uh, he spoke to them and said this. It's incredible, like a, a loser's speech. It, it, it was, but there's a lot of context to it because SNFL was changing like we've never seen before. Mm. It, the SNFL was was in massive trouble at that stage because the Crows were coming in, got forced it's in by Paul. completely change the landscape. That's right, so that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But it did seem like sour grapes. Okay. And then Cornsey ends up being the coach for Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Mm. But the Port forced their hand. That's, that's why he was angry. Mm. But to go into the rooms, the Port rooms, and say that is... Was and he, he walked out and it showed the video after Jack Hale going to his skipper, let's go next door. And yeah, yeah. It, the speech. It, was this a SNFL custom that the coaches would go into the opposition? Well, that's uh, every, and and yeah. captains. Every, every, that happens now still today in the Barossa. I don't know if it happens in, in AFL. Mm. Um, I don't think it would happen in AFL. Did you see it? Central's win against Eagles? Um, I remember Daniel Healy coming into the Eagles rooms. Um, okay. At Central's, I don't remember. It was... Um, Paul Hamilton was a coach of the Eagles, and I, I don't remember that because there's so much going on in all those rooms. You're too as well. busy uh, yeah. drinking from But what you can say as a as a loser into the into the winners' rooms, what do you say as a winner into the yeah? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. You got to keep it pretty. You can't be saying controversial stuff. Like <laughs> I reckon that. it's harder as a winner going into the losers' rooms, wouldn't you think, than the loser? You going got your medal around room. your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a good yeah. night. Yes. <laughs> there was a tweet out uh, this week. Have a good night. I was crying. <laughs> there was a tweet out from Finn Blake. So at Finn Blake too. So Baz's bets should look this up. In 1910, Collingwood won the flag. 1911, they lose the grand final. 1918, lose the grand final by five points. 1919, they win the grand final versus Richmond. It's... Hundred years to the to the year, Collingwood win the premiership in 2010. 2011, Collingwood lose the grand final. 2018, lose the grand final by five points. What's going to happen in 2019? Along at home, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I lost it about too long. Ago. <laughs> well, if you want to put Baz's bets on, put that they'll win the, the grand final is... versus some, versus Richmond, 
this year? Well, I've actually put a little bit of a wager on. I think the wife is getting uh, to just a uh, couple steps away. Five metres behind uh, I'll put a little bit of a wager on Dustin Martin paying $8 for the Norm Smith. I reckon Richmond are a certainty to get through. And Dustin Martin just needs to scratch his left testing before he yeah. gets best on ground. Like, he gets the ball. People look for him. Yeah. I think eight to one is great odds for Norm Smith. So I could because it, if they <laughs> if they win this week for Norm Smith, he's going to be about three dollars. That's right. That's right. So get on <clears throat> this week before the game. Dustin Martin, Norm Smith. Hashtag best bets. That's right. Now most people get fresh haircuts for. Final series. Dusty Martin's gone the new tattoo. He's got like rolling dice on the back of his neck. So. Yeah, well, you probably wouldn't really notice that. With <laughs> um, my last uh, fresh find is about the AFL unveiling $18 million rescue package for country footy teams in Victoria. Oh, how bad's that? So there's, um, and one of, one of the, uh, Kerrang, obviously a club that we've followed, Central Murray, they've got Central Murray League, 73 grand given by AFL. So they've removed the cost to these um, leagues for AFL affiliation fee. There's a $3 million fund for volunteers. Um, they'll make asks, the AFL will ask suppliers to make cuts to the cost of match wear. Um, they don't have to pay umpire registration fees now in, in these country leagues. So McLaughlin said, we understand the challenges facing Victorian country football communities, especially the change in demographics and community expectations. It's vital we continue to invest our support in the volunteers Yada yada yada. They're the lifeblood of regional communities. It's extraordinary that a national competition is doing this just for Victoria. Yeah, I, I don't understand why why more wasn't spoken about Western Australia and South Australia SA. and Tas- Tassie. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I like it, but I also want to see what's happening in other states as well. Surely there must be more coming. It can't be just for them. Yeah, boys. This week, uh, did you see? Daniel Gorringe, is that his name? Gorringe, yeah. Have you seen him? He's, I think he's getting more and more popular on the social media with his tweets and what it's, he's doing. Um, Sportsbet pay him to write some so stories up. Yeah, he talks about his diaries of when he got drafted and that. <laughs> is this the guy who paid for Gold Coast? Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, he, he then went to Carlton. Yeah. So he, he said that he wasn't really much of a footballer, he was tall, um, and he went into the... He, he got picked in the underage size. Footy wasn't really I have seen thing. some of them, yeah. And he got, uh, he played really good, a few good games uh, in the national championships. He said that's where all the all the recruiters were. Went back to Nord, and he said he got like one or two kicks, and he was terrible. Anyway, they said to him, "Oh, you're a good chance to be drafted." And he's like, "Oh, bloody hell!" Yeah. And like then, <laughs> anyway, they come to the draft day, and then they they used to do the reverse order, so like some ten to one. And I said, pick ten, Daniel Green, Gold Coast Suns. He's like, "Oh, bloody hell!" <laughs> he's like, "How am I going to make?" Like myself, be a good footballer because he said he just didn't. didn't he he didn't believe in himself. Yeah, he didn't believe in himself at all. And it's amazing that in this day, which you know, what was it, two thousand and fourteen, something like that, that you'd think that the we we think that the recruiters are so you know um, smart and what they switched do and switched on. on. They spend the whole year doing it and they do so much research. I reckon there's still the odd one that they just go on gut feel. And he could have been a, a champion, yeah. you know, yeah. like someone a bit loose that come good later on, but. Obviously, obviously not. <laughs> I've seen quite a few players be involved at Centrals and Eagles, where players cut. Um, you know, the old day where they didn't have the Crows and Port yeah. teams, so they get drafted and then they get allocated a team. So yeah. I've seen some uh, players turn up at Centrals and Eagles, and they're just mo- absolutely miles away. But 
day one, they come in as an AFL player who's drafted. So the expectations of everyone is so high. And you can tell they don't believe it themselves. Mm. And and choosing that player almost affects their whole football career because they're seen as an AFL player. They want them to be the next gun. Then they might play reserves and then they might struggle in reserves. And then you think about, well, I'm actually meant to be at this top level all my mates think I'm going to be playing AFL, my family think, and now I can't get a kick in the reserves. You talk about mental health and stuff, but you, you imagine getting drafted to the Crows, you're playing for South Adelaide at bloody Panther Park, and you're playing B grade at 10am on a Sunday. And you can't get, no kick, and you can't get, get a, a kick. kick. You've yeah. got no mates. You think, you them a long way from the AFL. Don't train And, and although that, you know, everyone bags the Crows and Port for being in the Sandville, it's so much better now than what it was. Under our own system. So much better. Yeah. It, it won't be long before... The Potentially, whole. they'll be an April Reserve side. Yeah, and yeah, be coming back to the White yeah. Boys, next week, we've got our grand final show, the grand final. Now, before you get into this, mate, are we, are we, not, are we on a ban of talking about the Crows or something <laughs> and, and the dire straits that they're in? They're is, not playing at the moment. Is there any sort of at all positive news besides Rory having little fella? Is no, there any no, sort of positive really news? Not, it's not a Crows podcast. No, they no, haven't no. played for about... No, no, but it's, oh, it's big think, news at the moment. And I think the Crows... We're just dying for some good news. There's nothing happening like at all. That, that's how good the news is, is when someone gives but birth to a baby. That's the best news. Is possible news is that my uh, good mate, which, uh, boys, please don't refute that, because uh, we were... I think he knows mates. your name. Yep. Yeah. Burnsy, he's been on this podcast. He's a brother of this podcast. Is at the moment, in sports bet, the raging hot favourite. How f- well, if you turn it the other way, what if they said... Let's choose a brother and sister from Funky Baz and Face as the next Crows coach. Well, How good is that? How good it, it'll come down it, to S. If Burns a brother or D, and sister, DMs. a Funky Baz and Face becomes the next Crows coach. Would he come, would he come on again? <laughs> nah, probably not. No. And would we I have, think uh, Ian Shuttleworth will shut that down. Would we quick. have technical issues like we did last time? <laughs> yeah, probably. And yeah, that'd be awkward. It would be brilliant if it, he could. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it'd be I, brilliant. I was thinking about what your hypothetical that. Which we talked about to you week, a couple yeah. of weeks ago about how would you feel about him coming to the Crows and you mm. think, oh, you, you prefer that he stayed in Victoria because you know the attention he'll get you in Adelaide. But, geez, fantastic what, opportunity what an that. opportunity and what a, a fantastic accolade to be a senior coach on an AFL side yeah. coming all the way from Birdwood, uh, giving you a hip and shoulder in the 17s, Baz. I, I was thinking about you this week, Baz, because um, when Neil Craig became the coach of the Crows, mm. one of the things that he did is he brought in his mate to come and sit with a coach's box. And the reason why I did, so I was working with his mate through uni. Who was that? Huh? Uh, Kevin Norton, um, who's still at the Crows now. Yeah. But he brought him in because he wanted someone, it was, new, it was new, he wanted someone to trust. He wanted someone to sit with him. And then Baz the after that, box. just to talk through some things. So there could be Baz next to Burns. Well, you know what that would mean. I might just be- Funky face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you boys, I can't be talking to you boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think that I think the only position he'd give me is some sort of like crow mascot or something like that. I can't see myself... Claude, he would yeah. deliberately put you in something like that. That's right, he would. But uh, yeah... You I get think, good, great access. I think there's a bit more to play under that. I think there's got to be some... Like, they're talking about David Noble. There's, mm. there's got to be more to play, I reckon, than that. Crows do sort of get people from left field, I reckon. You, you know uh, one that hasn't been spoken about that has been great assistant coach over a number of years has changed is Matthew Nix now at GWS he'd be one that I think 
would be very interesting to see how far he would get in the whether he wants to come back to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but his smarts around, you know, being at Sydney and Port and now at GWS, he started to do that apprenticeship really well. Speaking of uh, connections, the big truck, mm. um, uh, uh. succession plan at the Essendon um, footy club. He's gone ahead pretty quickly, hasn't he? Now, the I big truck, do you know the connection with the funky basin face? No. Uh, the big truck and I co-authors in a book called Energy Counts. So it was Kevin Norton, who I just talked about, the, bird, the bird man. Oh, Jesus, dirty words. <laughs> uh, truck and Funky, we wrote a PE and science book for primary school kids funded by uh, the Adelaide Crows, so they published it for us. So the truck and I are co-authors. Did you speak much to him back in the day? <laughs> yeah, because I uh, did some teaching at uni and Truck was a student there. Um, so he taught him once a week and then we got together and um, Did he dem- the book. demonstrate sort of the leadership and the... Uh, ability to be a senior coach one day way back then. Oh, was, that was about 15 years ago now. One thing I learned about football is that, and when I had a break, I had a break for about five years going back uh, overseas, <clears throat> it came back. Um, the development you see from players, like, so I was at the mm. Eagles, left for five years and came back, and I saw those same guys who were the young fellas mm. now being the senior guys. I, I just couldn't get over how much they developed, and okay. footy clubs are great places for people to develop they are now next week um i'll answer i'll answer baz's question no there is not much going on right with adelaide right now they need to get a rightness review and make the right decisions do you remember last year we did our grand final breakfast yep sacked sacked (laughs) no one watched it let's be honest external (laughs) external review let's be honest no one watched it so we're going to do our normal podcast i'm working on a special guest if I can get him, he's a grand final specialist. You might have mentioned him tonight, actually. Um, so I'm going to aim to get him in. We're going to launch the team of the year. And Face has printed out some names. We've got some crappy names yeah. that are eligible for the team of the year. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy Norris missed out last year, but he's on this list. Uh, Daniel Healy, Donkey Magoo, Dusty Lavery, Matt Laurie, Joey Zerk, Chris Massey, Simon Bentley, John Thompson, Mike Teekle. There's some cracking names there. Ross Waite, uh, Pistol Pete, the Ghetto Blaster. Well, like you said, Baz, there's going to be some unhappy people that'll miss out. It's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard I, to get I reckon the field team. umpire's locked, boys. I'll just put it that way. Yes. Uh, and we will preview the big game. It's like Christmas for Grand Final Day. It is. Um, Especially when it's at Baz's house. Baz is having yeah. a big show at his place. <laughs> yeah, someone's not coming that got invited. But... I'll be here for you, Baz. That's fine, mate. Favourite brother. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, boys. See See you, boys.